March 18th, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I'm a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and much more. And you are now listening to International Angels Network. We're a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we are live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you will be in the queue. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice today by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. Today we have a very special guest. She is a Reiki master, a spiritual teacher, and she's a creator of Love Your Body, Love Yourself. After years of struggling with her own dysfunctional body relationship, Marla transformed her experiences into services to help women discover, honor, and appreciate their bodies. Alongside being a Reiki master and a teacher, Marla has followed her passion, including sexual wellness, postpartum care, restore your core educator training, tantra teacher certification, yoga teacher training, and massage therapy. This collected body of knowledge shines through all of her offerings of Reiki to pregnant and postpartum mothers, teaching mama movement classes, and love your body, love yourself. In all her work, Marla is devoted to empowering women to feel good about themselves and to live a life that they desire. Marla is a graduate of Kent State University and was the leading body image expert at Journey Malibu, a drug alcohol rehabilitation center. And as a professional speaker, Marla has been featured at TEDx Salinas, her on-camera career has also led to, led to her acting and hosting engagements, including the holistic healing talk shows Pathway to Health, Pathways to Health and Voice 
America's radio show, Live, Love, Thrive, and her own program, Transformational Travel. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband and son, where she works full-time as a professional coach, speaker, facilitator, and living light Reiki master and teacher. Welcome to the show, Marla Mervis Hartman. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and it's so great to have you here with us to share your wisdom, and it was fun meeting you at the Women Breaking Plates event where you were doing Reiki treatments. And I was really struck by your powerful Reiki energy. I could heal it, and I think you and I and I always run really hot. And you said that you thought it was interesting because usually, when you do healings, your hands are really hot. But when you were doing it on me, your hands were cold because I run so hot. <laughs> because you I needed the cold, right? Yeah, I need a little balance, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I love so about what Reiki. You to exactly do- what the body needs. Isn't that cool? So how did you get involved with doing that at that event? Did you know the organizers? I did know the organizer. And it was an amazing event with a lot of energy. And it was a very interesting place to um, be giving Reiki. Um, For our listeners, there was an event called Women Breaking Plates. And it was this high energy, tons of music, women, breaking plates and screaming and yelling, and here I am in, in the midst of it all giving Reiki. But it was a powerful moment to be giving Reiki it was. so much energy. And um, I really had to, like, ground myself on numerous occasions because the energy was so high. I literally left there feeling like I was um, floating in the ethers. Yeah, that was a powerful yeah. event. And it's so cool to see women taking their power back and saying no. These limiting beliefs and conversations that hold us back or interpretations. So, do you think the tide is changing with this epidemic of women hating their body with so much more awareness now? I do think there's more awareness, and I think there's something really powerful about that. I mean, the fact that we're having this conversation, right? The fact that there are like a lot more platforms on social media with with body positivity. Uh, I do think that something's shifting, something's changing. You know, um, body positivity seems like it's a, somewhat of a little trend, and that's good. It's good when we see um, money behind it, right? And, um, you know, the, the deep thing is, 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 is that even though uh, we are, things are beginning to shift, I'm still finding this deep fear in women to actually let go of their fear of being okay with their body. Mm-hmm. So they say they want it. They say they, you know, they want to feel good, but what that actually means, right? So in, in, in my case, and what, what I see is the epidemic comes from this place of not accepting the body and then from this place of non-acceptance doing all of these actions, whether it be dieting, whether it be restricting, whether it be, you know, this diet, that diet, this health regimen, this, that health regimen, that just keeps us from a place of acceptance, self-care, true intuitive listening, and, um, you know, living our life to the fullest because we're just not, we're not willing to accept. Because if we're willing to accept, we, we have to accept our flaws. It's not about, yeah. you know, body, it's not about body acceptance, for, you know, once you reach a perfect body because that doesn't work anyways. Right. And I listened to your TED Talk, and it was 
so amazing that you still found your journal entries from age nine and teenage years and in your 20s and you're obsessed and you're re, 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 excuse me, reading back those thoughts like I need to go on a diet and I'm 95 pounds. Um, and it really brought me back to my own childhood and my own relationship with food and I really do struggle with overweight and going on diets all the time and driving myself crazy. So yeah. I could really relate to your, um, and I have so much self-awareness and I feel I have a lot of self-love. So it's so puzzling to me why I still have this armor and this protection, even though I know that feeling is the key, but um, I tried to do hypnosis for weight loss and he was trying to bring me back into my past to find some anger to release. And I couldn't feel any anger. I just feel numb. But then he said the words, mm-hmm. what I want you to do is keep a food diary and when he said the words food diary, I felt this monster of so much rage come up inside oh. me. Because I thought he was just going to go mm-hmm. in my subconscious and fix me with, like, whatever programs were in there that are making me fat to just, like, heal him at the core, do it for me through hypnosis and, re, you know, like, program myself and then I'd be fine. No, he does the same bullshit that I've been dealing with for 100 years. I can't tell you how many food diaries I've kept and how little that has ever helped me. And the amount of, like, rage that came out of feeling so misunderstood and so, like, trying so many things that never worked and just feeling, for the people who don't deal with weight issues, feeling like they don't understand me. (laughs) And just so angry. I finally got to feel the anger. But it totally took this poor guy by surprise because I was just so livid <laughs> that he dared to right. do such a thing. <laughs> but it mm-hmm. came out and, so and I released actually, some anger. Good. So he actually did do a service even though he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because so most of the time I just feel numb about it, like numb about what it is that I was trying to protect. It's, it's like an onion. You know, there's so many layers. And it's like, my Lord, can I get to the bottom of it? But that sure is one of them. Total rage yeah. around that. The idea that keeping may, a food diary I, is going to help me. Give, yeah, may I give you a, a suggestion or a, a thought yeah, about absolutely. that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sure. So in my experience, the, the women, primarily women that I work with, uh, they come with, to me with issues around their food, whether it's, you know, being overweight, um, I don't even want to say that, have, carrying more weight on their body than they want, um, dieting, food obsession. Uh, just feeling completely, you know, negative about their bodies. And we talk about the food, we get into the food, but there's always something deeper. So when I am addressing them, I'm always scanning for that place of somewhat original trauma where it all started. And you know, we can do a lot of different diets. And like you said, we can do a lot of these food diaries, but they are not going to help anything. And, you know, the, so the quicker we can put that aside and go deeper into what is actually the issue here. And I'm not saying this is easy to do, especially on our own. It usually takes someone to kind of guide us into it especially someone who understands the food issues as well, because uh, we still do, do want to address that because we want to feel safe. We want to know that the food is going to get better. We want to know that our relationship to our body is going to get better through going in deep. And, you know, Shishi, for, from this place, the numbness is where I would start is just being, and I know you can totally connect and you're, you know, 
and, and the interesting thing is, is sometimes when we are so many tools and we're so connected spiritually, we can, we can bypass things because we know how to do it. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so it's, it's almost letting everything that you know go and just sitting with the numbness. Because I have a mm. feeling that if you sit with the numbness and not expect to find anything, but just literally hold space for the numbness, something's going to move. With no expectations, yeah. though. You don't, want to, you don't want to go into the numbness expecting to find anything, but the numbness is where you are right now. So the numbness needs attention. It needs love. It needs, it needs something in order for you to move through the numbness to the other side or some other flavor that will give you some more information. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Being with the feeling instead of just bypassing and ignoring it. And, yeah, I have a lot of spiritual tools, but I'm not that adept at being in my body right now with what emotions I'm feeling or with the feeling of my actual body because I fly around a lot and doing readings and we're working in the totally. other dimensions and it's not as yes. challenging for me to be in my body. But um, mm. what is your, what, what is your journey? Like how did you go from someone who had a, you know, being on a diet age nine and worrying about weighing 95 pounds to, to being the empowering coach that you are today? So my journey was, a, it took me a long time. Uh, it took me a long time to get to where I am right now. And there were definitely, you know, recovery is not a straight line shot. So years of feeling really good and being somewhat on track and then being kind of, you know, sidetracked. Um, but my, my issue is, is that I, I had so much fear around letting go of control. If I let go of control with my food and trust my body, trust my body that my body knows what I need, trust my body that my body knows what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, and when to exercise, how much to exercise, which means resting on days that I have this idea that I'm supposed to, you know, go for a five-mile run. It's like the full trust in my body. I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust God. And I use the word God, spirit. I didn't trust, I didn't trust God. I didn't trust spirit that if I let go completely that I would feel safe. I thought that I was going to be struck fat. And to me at that moment in time, that was really scary. That meant that I wasn't going to be loved. That meant Mm. like, that was so scary. So I never fully, even in my recovery, even in my, like, um, having freedom around food, mostly, even like looking in the mirror and liking my body for the most part, I would still get, I would still get, like, blindsided because I still didn't trust. And when, when I finally let that go, and that happened around my pregnancy, when I finally, it was like this being came in and it was like, oh, you don't have any choice. You have to listen to your body mm-hmm. now. I mean, I did have a choice, but that, for me it was like, I have to listen to my, what my body wants. I have to listen to how it wants to rest. And when I did that and I continued to do that, something shifted and I just, I got this full sense of freedom that I hadn't, hadn't felt, I don't, I don't even know if I, maybe when I was little, little I felt it, 
but I was like, I'm just pregnant, right? So this will probably come back after mm-hmm. I have my my child. And it didn't. I kept listening. I kept trusting. I kept, I, I just kept listening and trusting and finding ways. And, and you know, even when I would over overeat or have a binge, I would come back to forgiveness and acceptance and trust in my body. There wasn't so much shame anymore because the shame catapults the behavior. It catapults, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if you restrict and restricting and then you binge, what takes you back into that same cycle is the shame. So I didn't go into shame. There was no shame anymore. I was okay. I was safe in my body. I was still loved. And I've been doing that ever since. And it's a, completely, so different, it's a completely different existence. Do you think the? I mean, were you like anorexic and like before that, where you were so like could didn't eat and had to exercise every day compulsively, or was that your main? I had controlling I had every a lot little of thing. Different things. I I had moments in time like that. I had a lot of. I was very compulsive, so I had a lot of compulsively eating, compulsive overeating. Quite honestly, I never was. I was probably 10 pounds lighter than I am right now and maybe 10 pounds, maybe 10 pounds heavier. But I, I never went from really big, I never went like really, really low or really, really high. So Mm. no one would look at me and be like, there's something wrong with her. They would just look and say, oh, you must love your body. Right. People who knew me really well. I, I looked. You know, I either looked perfect or I looked, uh, you know, like I had some weight on me, but it didn't, it, it, it was never out of any sort of uncomfortable norm. But my head, right. and this is the thing, this is why it does not matter how much weight someone holds on them. Right. They can be, you know, holding a lot of weight and feel really comfortable and be actually really healthy. And then there can be, you know, the person who looks like they you know, are perfect, and they, they're just so unhealthy. They're not. Yeah. Their Mentally. mind is not healthy. Yeah. Mentally and yeah. spiritually. You know, and along the way, my journey, you know, Re- when I found Reiki, things really began to turn for me. That was a major point in my recovery. And when I found Tantra, both of those um, components really helped me to connect to myself in a, in a completely different way. So how did Reiki help you with your body image? Reiki helped really bring in the concept of no expectations, no judgments. I really got mm-hmm. to see where I was beating myself up all the time. I got, I got to acknowledge where it was so much negative self-talk. And where I was, you know, sharing about this message of unconditional love and this healing, loving energy, and I myself, would look over and see like, oh, ugh, gosh, I look awful. Be disgusted by mm-hmm. my body. So I got confronted in the most loving way of how do we expect that our body, this is was a huge piece for me, was like how do I expect my body to respond to me if I'm being mean to it? It's like if you have a friend and you're constantly talking crap to her or him, they're not going to want to listen to you. They're not going to want to soften. They're not want to. They're going to fight back. So as my body, my body was not my friend. 
I was fighting it constantly. I wasn't listening to it. So Reiki helped me to realize that I was doing that. And when you're, you know, when you're bringing in this unconditional love, this healing love, it has, it, you know, over time it has an, it has an effect. It brings in this beautiful experience. We just begin to feel ourselves. I began to feel myself different. Mm-hmm. So it was the fact that the messages you were speaking were just not in alignment with the word, the, your own self-judgment, and you finally just, the cognitive dissonance, like you finally couldn't continue on the other path. It was just so shining the light on the truth that it doesn't yeah, add up. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of shame around that for me. You know, there, mm-hmm. uh, there was moments where I was like, I am such a fraud right now. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe, you know, I'd be in my Reiki circle and I'd be, you know, I mean, and feeling so much love, right, and feeling all this and then, you know, looking at myself in, in the mirror and feeling really uncomfortable in my body. But what I realized, and it, 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 it took me a little bit of time to figure this out, but this, that part of me that felt shame, that part of me that was disgusted by what I looked like, she was present in that Reiki circle to receive love. So although I was feeling like a fraud, actually it was like the light shining on the dark. And I got to see mm-hmm. where this out of alignment was not actually out of alignment. It was out of alignment, but it was here to be like, no, please love me. Give me mm-hmm. Reiki. You know, mm-hmm. shed some light on me. I need it. I need it. Listen, Marla, I need it. So that was mm-hmm. That was a beautiful moment. That was a beautiful yeah. moment when I, you know, when I caught that, when I got out of my own judgment of myself and shame of myself and actually loved the part. And that's the piece, right? Instead of mm-hmm. going into shame, we have to love the part of ourselves that we feel we want to shame. That's when things start to turn around. And Reiki was really helpful for me. Beautiful. I want to take it back a little bit further to the original, what you think is the source. I mean, I've been mulling it over such, so often because I have many friends that look like a supermodel like you do and really think they are too fat to go to the house and <laughs> beating themselves up about every little thing and super critical. <clears throat> and here I am very heavy and in a way I've just reconciled that I look like this and I continue to live my life and I, I am probably less um, because I'm not like looking at myself too much in the mirror but when I do I am shocked at times I'm like how did that happen but it's not like Mm -hmm. I don't feel unworthy of love but I'm going way back to the kind of brainwashing that must have started when we were children and and is still very prevalent with the magazines and the photoshop and the super skinny models that are like emaciated and that's our role model do you think it's an insidious thing that was set up to kind of disempower women so that we're always spending our money on self-improvement and never feeling worthy and never feeling good? Or do you think, I mean, what, what do you feel are, are the origins? of? Because it's, it's an insanity that's all over. You know, there's so many, I think they did a study on how many girls are on a diet in middle school, and it's like 90% or something. So why? Like, do you think it is, yeah. uh, is the, it's the images on the billboards, the movies, the magazine I do. is the main reason? I think it is. Yeah. I think it's huge. I mean, if I grew up in, with social media, I would have been, I would have been screwed. <laughs> no. I would have been so much worse off. I mean, the amount of information and the amount of images and opportunities to, hear, to learn about diets 
you know, that just didn't come in like the monthly issue of 17. We can get so much of it in like one moment of sitting in front of the, the computer, right? So, so younger, all women are just being inundated by it. And, you know, is it to, you know, to keep us out of our center and, uh, and disempower us? That's, the issue with that is that's our choice. As women, we get to make that choice. And that's where the fear is. It's the choice to be disempowered by it or not. So you are in this, you're in this place of like, I'm not stopping my life because of this. Oh, I may have a moment of like, whoa, that's uncomfortable. Whoa, I don't like that, but I'm not stopping my life. I think, I think there's, it goes, I feel like this is a big piece of the puzzle. It's not that women think bad about themselves is that women or people in general know how powerful they are and are afraid of it. I know that's what it was for me. And I mm. see that it's like the dimming of the light. Mm-hmm. We dim our light because we're afraid. We, we, like the Marianne we, we Williamson don't... quote, our deepest fear exactly. is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. I, yeah. I feel that that is so huge when it comes to the body image stuff. I feel like it's so much easier to just beat ourselves up for our body than it is to go out and say, hey, I'm doing it anyway, and I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable, and I may not feel like I'm good enough. See, the body is just the – it's just the – it's sh- when we, I'm not when I'm saying shallow. I don't mean. I mean I do mean shallow. It's shallow because there's a deeper layer that feels uncomfortable. There's a deeper layer that feels uncomfortable, and feels. Um, what if this is seen, right? What if this part of me mm-hmm. is seen, or what if I'm bigger than I know what to do with? I feel like we we we've been pushed down maybe by family or parents or society. And we'd be giving these ideas that we're not as powerful, but we know innately that we are. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's just, you know, let's just say I feel fat and binge a little bit. So then I have an excuse to not go out because it's really true that I can't control myself. And I just need to keep myself, you know, dumbed down by the fact that I'm a hugely powerful human being with a lot to share and a lot to do on this earth. Mm-hmm. Do you look in the mirror now and really, like, without your clothes on and think, I love my body? Can you honestly say that you've gotten to that point? Yes. And I'm not always comfortable in my body. So there's a difference between liking our body and loving our body. So we, uh, my, my thought is I want to love my body. I want to take care of my body. I want to, like, show up for my body. I want to listen to my body. It may not be that I like what it looks like every day, but that doesn't mm-hmm. stop me or slow me down. It's like when we're, you know, we have, you know, you're in a romantic relationship or you're in a committed partnership. Sometimes you are, like, fully, like, oh, my gosh, you're just like, whoa, this human being is, like, so amazing, and sometimes you're not, you know, so enamored <laughs> by them. So, right. but it doesn't stop the love feeling, and it doesn't blindside us. You know, it doesn't blindside me from still showing up. 
if right. I'm, you know, it's around my moon and I'm feeling like, oh, I feel a little uncomfortable. Okay, so I, I'm, what does that mean for my day? Go keep moving, right? Put right. some clothes on that feel good. You know, just be, in the past, that would just knock me over and that was the end of my day. Right. right. Then I was fighting myself just, the whole day and I was making food choice. I was making choices around my food from this place of, ew, disgusting. How could I look like that? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we stop that behavior and sometimes it can look like, and this is what I used to do, you know, back in the day of figuring this out. It's just like, look in the mirror and go, this is what I look like. No matter what I do today, no matter if I starved myself all day long, I would still go to bed pretty much looking the same way. This is what I look like. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to accept it or am I going to be in, like, am I going to be lamenting about it all day? I get to make that choice. So sometimes I really, I encourage women to break it, like chunk your day down. You know, mm-hmm. while I'm at work, while I'm at, at this meeting that makes me feel uncomfortable, I choose to be in acceptance about my body. You know, for, you know, if I'm going on a trip and, oh, gosh, I don't, I don't want to be, like, so obsessed about my body on this trip. Because for this trip, I'm going to leave my obsessed mind behind. And I'm going to enjoy myself and be in acceptance for what I look like. So we have to do these little things to retrain our brain. It's not an on or off shift. Um, it's not mm-hmm. an on or off, you know, button. It's literally, it's literally soothing, massaging. It's it's really about being, being finding love, finding more places for love in our lives with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get up and weigh myself, and I think, and before I get on the scale, I'm like. No matter what the number is, I love you. Everything's going to be okay. And I talk myself into it. And, some, and, and then I just, you know, choose to accept it. And I'm always trying to make better choices. And, but I'm usually on some kind of diet that I'm failing. And it's just this never-ending um, circle that drives me absolutely insane. So then I just give up for a while. I, even, I found out that even if I eat whatever I want, the most crappy food for two weeks, I only gain five pounds, which I can lose in one day on a strict diet. So it's like, well, maybe it's worth it. But it's, I'm, I really am over it. Um, I know you have a program called Reiki for Weight Balance. What, um, how does that work? I'd love to hear um, your MO. Yeah. So it's just using the energy of Reiki. It's using the energy. It's, it's talking about, like, bringing in this energy of unconditional love. It's about, you know, connecting Reiki and unconditional love to all aspects of ourselves, to how we, how we eat our food, mm. how we do self-care. You know, the, Reiki, to me, Reiki is very specific, and it is, it is it's a very specific energy, and then it's everything. Reiki is everything. It's a how. It's it's a philosophy. It's how we look at life. It's it's mm-hmm. truly from this place of of love. And when we bring this energy in, when we bring in Reiki, we can literally clear a lot of stuff, a lot of the junk that we don't actually need. And I mm-hmm. I have found it really really supportive 
and um, this program is, you know, it's a, it's a self-led or, you know, working with me program. It's very simple, and it's just a nice, a nice introduction to getting yourself out of the diet world and into how can I use my another tool to support me. Mm-hmm. And you also have a pleasure plan um, that you have a group coaching program, right? I'd love to hear about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. This program is it's amazing. Um, I talk about using pleasure, and when I say pleasure, I mean more like intuitively listening to our body, so not instant gratification, but getting out of the pain model of no pain, no gain. I have to restrict. I have to fight. I have to, you know, uh, grind in order to get the body that I want. But how do I use my intuition, my pleasure, in order to have the right relationship with food, have the right relationship with how I move my body? Right? When, we, when we get into the right relationship, we can listen and we can begin to make the right, choi- right choices, the, the most mm-hmm. um, loving choices, right? Bringing in mm-hmm. pleasure with self-care, self-talk, our sensuality, our sexuality. And this program is a, a, a beautiful program that I started teaching last year, and it's been um, pretty powerful for, for the women who have joined Hmm. That's pretty pretty amazing. All my so tools. What, yeah. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you or to find out more about your programs or working you with you one-on-one? You can go to on my one. website. Yeah, you can go to my website, which is loveyourbodyloveyourself.com, and you can email me at marla at loveyourbodyloveyourself.com, and I, you know, give me send me an email. Let me know how I can support you. I have lots of resources, whether it's working one-on-one or a group program or you know, just um, send you some resources that could point you in the right direction. We all need each other. Great. We do. And I love that you got that uh, URL, love your body, love yourself. That's incredible, .com. And Instagram, you're also also Instagram, love your body, love yourself always. That's how you find you on Instagram. Yes. So follow Marla on Instagram, connect with her on her website or email her. And listen to International Angels Network six days a week where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. And we also take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on iTunes, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. Our online radio network has started a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs expand their businesses. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide for the low starting price of just $20 a month. You can learn more or register at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. I am Shishi O'Donnell, and I love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program and also helping people to connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through my angel readings. For information on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, Divine Guidance Readings with an S.com. You can follow or friend me on social media. I am Shishi O'Donnell with a hyphen on, on Facebook or Angel Shishi on Instagram. All of our shows are now also on YouTube Live. We'd love if you want to go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, and make sure and subscribe, and you will get um, basically. 
If you tap or click on the bell icon, you'll get notifications. And for every 100th subscriber, you will be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So time for calls. Give us a ring, 516-453-9162. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you would like to speak with me or have questions for Marla or you want to have a mini uh, angel reading. So we have a Skype caller, Ava from California. Ava, are you there? Hello. Hi, Ava. How are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? Great. Did you have a question? Yeah, you know, as I was listening, um, this topic is very relevant for me. Um, it's been probably healing, balancing my body image my entire life and had an eating disorder for 10 years starting at age 11 and I'm 34 and I definitely haven't been actively participating in any of that in over a decade or more, thank God. Um, And it's just been this really long journey of, you know, really loving my physical self. And I think I, I make that distinction for myself because I, I'm very clear that I love who I am. Um, And I like what you said about, you know, almost just like the loving yourself versus liking yourself versus accepting yourself. Um, But the thing that you you shared that was interesting to me was you said um, that the shame you felt really drove behaviors. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, I would say that I felt that way in the past and I don't feel that way now. And I actually am very present to the energy of shame in my body and relationship to it. Um, however, I have really amazing uh, habits with food and a deep respect for my body, um, even though I'm aware of still some deeply subconscious, you know, thoughts that aren't always the most loving. But, I, you know, and, and there's times when I have done different cleanses or things to want to shed weight with love, but my body won't actually release even the little bit of weight that I want to lose um, because I can feel that it's just like an invitation for deeper love. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I don't know, it's kind of a, a lot of words and sort of a question in there, but I just wondered if there was any like process or technique or any, anything around that, that you felt could be supportive. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for calling and sharing your experience and being so aware. I can see that you've had a journey and you're in a different place with your body. So I really acknowledge that um, your your willingness to share with us because I think every woman has a story. You know, everyone, every woman has a story with her body and yours is um, uniquely yours. So... Um, I, I guess what um, my question to you, or I guess a clarification around the shame piece is um, when I was sharing about the shame, and maybe this didn't come across, so I'll, I'll ask you, is that I feel like shame can catapult us into negative behaviors, not necessarily positive behaviors, but negative behaviors. And and when you were saying that shame doesn't do that to you anymore, are you saying that you're not connected? You don't have shame anymore, and you've released the shame. No, I am still very aware of uh, mm-hmm. the energy of shame in my body, and mm-hmm. I do not 
engaged in restricting or overeating or binging or any kind of behaviors around that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I also experienced sexual trauma at a very young age, so I know that that yeah. was kind of like the some of the onset of the shame. Totally, that, you know, yeah. cat- catalyzed the eating disorder even to begin with. So of course, you know, and I know that is true of a lot of people and women as well. So I think it's just been this process of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like present with the energy of shame, even though I'm making loving actions towards my body. Mm. It, that is, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. There's so much healing in that to actually slow down. What happens is when people feel shame, they get so uncomfortable feeling the shame that it, it it puts them into negative action. What I'm hearing is is that you have been willing to slow down and actually just be in the presence of shame and let it somewhat unwind. So I would really invite you to, if you can do that and hold space for yourself in the way that you already are innately, take that even a step mm-hmm. further and be like, I feel this shame and I, I let this shame go and I love the part of myself that is feeling this shame and I know there's nothing wrong with me. Just doing some self-soothing, you know, almost like some inner child work. Specifically, mm-hmm. if you can feel that connection from that shame to back to the, your sexual trauma because they're very, they can be very much related and like there's nothing wrong, you didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it's it's such a deep, it's such a beautiful place that you're able to be in. And so just loving yourself even more in that would be, I, I, I think it could move a lot for you. I think it could take you on even a deeper, um, a deeper relationship with your body. And yeah. as far as, as far as your, I believe your question is, if I heard you right, like, I feel like you were almost asking, like, what can I do to, 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 to almost, to lose weight? Was that what kind of your question? Because it sounds like you were well, trying, you're trying to lose weight from a loving place, but then it gives you an opportunity to love your body where you are right now. Yeah. I mean, I have maybe like 20 pounds on my body that I'd like to release, but I'm not overweight. I'm like at the higher spectrum mm-hmm. of my height to weight ratio thing. Right. Nobody would ever say overweight. It's just what my preference is. But I'm also like, I can feel what it energetically represents to me um, mm-hmm. as well as um, resonating with what both you guys were sharing about, um, you know, being, afraid to like be in my power as like a sexual sexual woman um Mm -hmm. you know like there's been there were a lot of years where I was afraid to even and still to some degree now though I've worked a lot on it just like not wanting to even show off my body because of like the sexual energy from like unintegrated masculines um felt like very traumatizing to my field yes so Mm -hmm. Just kind of like it's also been like a protective mechanism, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think so. I can really feel safe, but also, um, yeah, I feel like I have shifted a lot with it, and um, yeah, just wanting to to take the actions in some way that will support me in 
having the body that I want to have while also being present to all these complexities because like she, she was sharing it. It has it's nothing to do with your diet. It's very little, you know what I mean? Like if you love yourself, you know, on some level, you will align your actions. Cause I used to be super anorexic and bulimic and compulsive and all of those things um, and diet pills and the whole, the whole thing. And so now I'm like, I love to eat organic and healthy and plant-based and like, really doing those actions it's just like just those deeper energetic emotional layers of releasing I think would be yeah I don't know I think that you're actually on the right track I think you need to stay on track I think what is happening is that there's there's this um, fear that's pulling you off track that's like no but this actually this this 20 pounds is not okay the, you know, it's mm. it's pulling you off track from your deep healing. For you to stay on track with how can I heal this place in me? How can I find, you know, more acceptance in my body and my sexuality? What can I do? Who can I work with to help me go deeper into this? Because from that place is where things may shift with your body, right? Mm. I mean, it's it's you already said it, you're already knowing it, but there, you know, I, I, and I get it. I get where you are so much. I just, I can feel it. It's like, yes, I know I'm on the right track, but I still don't like where I am. Right. I still don't like this body that I'm in right now. I still, even though I'm doing the healing, I still want to lose the weight. And I'm not saying that that's not possible. I'm just saying if you shift gears and you go towards the losing weight, you're going to find yourself on on a journey that you actually don't isn't going to serve you at all. So as much as you can stay, you know, with this this journey of healing, you know, this sexual trauma and and the one piece I would say about it as far as if you want something about your tools um it, to bring you back into your relationship with your food right now is mm-hmm. to where are you maybe being a little compulsive? Where are you, you know, having some judgment around your food? Where are is there a little restriction somewhere? Is is there something that feels like oh this piece could actually be worked on? Then you can be with those places. You can go into the discomfort of that. You can do your best to shift those behaviors, but you're shifting them from a place of love. You're not shifting them because you want to lose weight. Because losing weight, that 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 inspiration, you know, you've been doing, you were doing it for so long. It kind of backfires sooner or later. Yeah. Is that helpful? Does that make sense? I don't. Like, I don't feel in this moment that there is actually any way that I'm being an overly indulgent or restrictive. I feel like I have a very, very healthy balance in my relationship to food. Um, Great. And and even if my inner child, like, wants to eat a donut, like, I can eat it. And I just allow myself to fully enjoy it and not create any guilt around it, Um, even though I don't usually choose to eat donuts on a regular basis. Um, Right. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's, yeah, I think what you said about um, maybe just like seeking out somebody that kind of 
I don't know if this is um, work that you were saying you do with uh, tantric work or otherwise, but like somebody that um, helps with like somatic releasing of emotional trauma or something like to that degree. Yeah, I, I do a lot of that work with women. It seems it seems to me that there's a lot there's there's a big connection between our bodies and food and sexual trauma, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Well, thank so you much so much for, for your, Yeah, thank you, Ava. It sounds like you've come so far, and there's a teeny tiny bit of shame that's releasing every day. And thank you for your sharing and your authenticity and self-awareness and everything and thank you so much um for reaching out yeah thank you guys so much on your healing path yes thank you so um i'd love to talk i mean when you said 17 magazine marla that that was my thing (laughs) when i was 13 i got a subscription i think my mom let me get a subscription and and that was like starting to see those images that i didn't look like you know and i remember um I had a friend who was a bulimic, one of my closest friends, and she would eat like one lemon ice a day, and so I started copying her. And then she would love to go buy tons of food and then binge and purge. And one night, um, it was such a disaster, she was having a sleepover. She, we had a summer party, and we all ate a bunch of food. We were like 14 or 15. And then she went in the middle of the night to throw up, but everything got stuck in the toilet, and the toilet overflowed. So it was like a major drama. The toilet overflowed. It was dripping in the basement. The parents came down and almost broke their necks, slipping on the water. And it was just, it, it was in my mind. And I, I, wanted, I thought, this is a great idea. You can eat whatever you want and throw up. And I tried it, but I'm like Irish and really thin-skinned. So I got 20-piece chicken McNuggets and tried to eat them all and then threw them up. And then my whole face had bursted blood vessels around my eyes. Oh, and that's, what, and totally. that's when I knew I can't use this technique because everyone's going to know. Other people can. But, but then I just kind of, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. And I've been on so many restrictive diets like Perium, just drink green juice for 14 days, uh, you know, and you'll look perfect. And Or just drink an Arbonne was my new favorite thing. It was like one of my best things that's ever worked. And and I started sabotaging myself. It's like you drink two shakes a day and then one meal and one healthy meal with, you know, organic food. And um, something started happening where I would start it. I mean, every time I try anything restrictive, I sabotage it. I cannot stick to anything to save my life. And I mean that literally because I'm very heavy. And it's so frustrating. I don't know. You know, and you said you'd go to the core wound and try and release it, and I've done so much work on trying to find that. I don't really know. I, I just feel like so many people have these crazy relationships with food. I do feel like I love myself, but I still make choices that are seem like they're not in alignment because if I loved myself, I would only want to eat, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. But there is a part of me I that wants to sabotage that. that. That's a judgment. I mean, that that's a belief system that is could is is interesting to look at, right? If I loved myself, I would only eat good things for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe that, and that wouldn't okay. serve me, right? So I would see about changing that belief. I also would right. look at. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is any sort of restriction that I do doesn't work. Yeah. So. I mean, but eating whatever I, I want doesn't work either. No, but there, there's, 
See, there's a there's, there's a, a happy medium. There's a difference. There's a happy medium. The restriction doesn't work. And this is what I want to say for you, Shishi, and for anyone listening. Diets don't work. They're not designed to work. If they designed to work, it, the diet industry wouldn't be like over a six billion dollar industry. They're not designed to work. We we go into this willpower. We use our will. We white knuckle. And then sooner or later, our body, our physical body, our primal body is going to say, no, you are not safe at this weight. No, you're not safe doing this. I need food, and I need it now. And it may be, you know, maybe for you, Shishi, it's coming from an emotional place It's saying that. Yeah. For some people, it may be like, no. Like, I know, I, I can remember times where I, you know, was losing weight, and then I'm like, why is it every time I'm losing weight, I'm starting to exercise every day, and I'm getting a nice flow, I end up getting sick, I get really tired, I'm craving, you know, fatty food, mm-hmm. and it's because, it's because that is what the body does. The body wants me to be safe, right? Why did I binge? When, because I was restricting so much that when I did find, when I was actually allowing myself to eat food, my body was like, you must eat it because we're probably not going to get it again. She's going to restrict again. Eat as much as you can right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. survival mode. And when we really get that diets don't work long term, we can let go of this feeling of failure around dieting. We're not doing. We're I'm not so, doing anything I'm like, wrong. I'm so ready for that. I'm so ready for that. She, so she, what you're not we, doing what do we eat? anything wrong. So what you need to do is like you need to come up with a way of feeding yourself that is not restrictive. You have to, you know, let your body know that this is this food is not restrictive. So give mm-hmm. yourself, you know, it, because it sounds like you're you're black or white. Right, yeah, you're either exactly. on something, you're on or off. You need to, you right. need to get off and stay off. You need to not be on any sort of, you know, you know. So they say, you know, I fell off the wagon. You need to stay off the wagon and never get on the wagon again. There's a way to be with your body and food that has nothing to do with dieting, and that's what that's what it would be wonderful for you to explore. There's an amazing book called Health at Every Size. And I recommend it for mm. everyone. And it okay. just begins to, it's, it's, it's a research-based book, and it really begins to shift, shift you out of this experience of I'm doing something wrong, and there's something wrong with my body that I can't do this. No, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're not. You actually aren't. You're just, it's like you're, you went down the wrong road. You were never supposed to be on that road. You're supposed to be on this other road that leads this other way. Mm-hmm. And you're just wondering why it's not getting you to where you want to go. It's because you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I guess I'm so overwhelmed because I don't know what to eat. And, like, when I have rules, like, no sugar, no flour, da-da-da, you know, I stick to it for a certain amount of time. But then I order pizza and, like, crave, you know, bread and stuff and, and then go the opposite direction. But I'd love to have something where I – I'm going to read the book. I'm going to get that book that you're recommending because I need, I really need some guidance because I've always only been on diets. You know, I can't, I don't, right. and I hate food prep. That's one of my other major, major Achilles yeah. heels. I'm very busy 
I'm very busy and I don't enjoy the act of cooking or food prep. So it's all always like, oh, no, you know, I have yeah, to do well, it and I reluctantly like do it. It sounds like you have a lot of judgment around food. There's good yeah, food, there's yeah. bad food. It's, just so, like, it's like, so why we do we even have to eat the stupid stuff? Like, I don't right. really want it, but I have to. But it's yeah. it's kind of like a pain. I don't see it as a pleasure. I do see it as like one of the most biggest, one of the biggest hassles of being human, of having right. to make stuff and, that's healthy. You know? Yeah, and I think you know I I think that the the judgment around food is really important to look at. Good food, bad food. You know, I mean, yeah, certain things are better for us at certain times, but you know, we just need to stop the judgment of the food. There isn't a good or bad. Yeah. We we know we can't mess it up. We can do things a little bit differently, right? And and the, and the piece for you, she she is like, you know, you're off in the ethers all the time. Mm-hmm. This physical, this physical, you know, body is just like whatever. We even have to do <laughs> this thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I was, uh, I mean, I do feel, that's the tricky thing with me because I feel, I do feel so much self-love at every weight I've been and I've been many different ways. And I feel like I really genuinely do love myself, but I just haven't, you know, I was listening to um, Agape, Reverend Michael, live streaming yesterday mm. and he said, he said, the areas that you're doing bad at, like my main um, things I'm bad at are messy, you know, bad with organization and not, and um, weight, you know, over more, having more weight on my body than I would like. And those, when I concentrate on those areas, I feel depressed. And he said, I don't want you to talk about, you know, think about the things that aren't working in you. I want you to think about the things that you're good at that are working right now and anchor that feeling and bring that light into these areas that aren't working. And I felt so much better. Uh, I thought, yeah. that's the answer right there. Yeah. That's the answer. Amen. Because you're bringing the love. Because when the shame is yes. there of, like, I ate a bad pizza, now I'm in trouble, I don't feel good, and then it just amplifies it and it rolls into a big, like, you know, avalanche, like, blizzard ball of stuff. Whereas if I'm just like, I ate a pizza, or I ate pizza, let's just say, and then I bring love and light into that, I do feel free and know that I can make a better choice. Anyways, we're coming to the end of our show. I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom, and we can see your TED Talk on your website. There's a link, right, if people want to see... Your TED Talk? Absolutely, yes. And what's your website one more time for our listeners who want to it connect with you? It is loveyourbodyloveyourself.com. Thank out. you so much. It was great to interview you and hear all your um, stories and everything. And thank you, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And we have Hay House author Melissa Virtue on Diane Morgan's show tomorrow on Angel Navigation at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk International Angels Network show. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you again, Marla. Thank you.